0: Hello and welcome to Hero Speak, Entrepreneurial Chit Chat. My name is Wendy Denley, co-owner of Folio Inc. and your host today. This podcast is a lively space for conversation, learning and sharing, featuring talented, inspiring entrepreneurs. Through interviews and discussions, we talk about business, professions, sharing insight, support and empowerment for entrepreneurship, leadership and life. We are thrilled to have with us today an immensely talented photographer, Justin Carter. Justin started his adventures at Ryerson University in Toronto and currently is at the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design, where a lot of famous people have come out of, for example, Sarah McLaughlin. Justin has his Bachelor of Fine Arts in Fine Art Photography with a major in Art History, He is currently doing his Master of Fine Arts Photography, has a research position, and TA position. Welcome, Justin, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: We're very, very happy to have you here. Thank you for taking time.
1: I know, anytime. Great.
0: Um, So, Justin, the first thing, um, so you've come from the Ryerson University in Toronto, and now you're at the college in Nova Scotia. How, how are you finding that different, you know, the big city of Toronto and then beautiful Halifax by the ocean?
1: Um, well, the, it's definitely the teaching styles are very different from Ryerson to NASCAD um, because Ryerson is also not just an art school, and so there's so many students there. And um, the technical skills that you learn at Ryerson, though I found more thorough, because they try, they try to train you more as editorial photographers, whereas NASCAD is more about the fine art side. Um, right. But I do, I don't know, I enjoy the quiet of Nova Scotia a lot more. <laughs> and being yes. by the water helps.
0: Oh, sure. God. Love the ocean. Love the ocean. <clears throat> um, and so, Justin, you know, some people, you know, they're born... They know by the time they're a very young age what they want to do. Other people, they struggle potentially for a good part of their life to figure out what they want to do. Um, what what got da- got you down this path of photography?
1: Well, uh, it's it's kind of a long story, I guess. But um, as uh, growing up, I did horrible in school. Um, no. I, I uh, graduated uh, high school with a 68 average, I think, or something like that. Um, And I only passed math by 1%. And I was very unremarkable and just (laughs) did not care very much about school. Um, But then after school, um, really what changed my life um, the most was going to St. Nicholas Adult High School. because I could redo my grade 12 year in order to get into Ryerson and I didn't have any money at the time. And, uh, the principal, I think there, um, just said pay me later. So I never, I think I gave 20 bucks in the end, but it was for, yeah, it changed my life. Um, and so after that I went to Ryerson and when I found out what I wanted to do with my life, which was photography, um, It wasn't necessarily, uh, it was a slow burn. It wasn't an overnight thing. And I stopped for a couple of years when I, um, first started. So it's, but it started to, when I was at Ryerson doing what I wanted to do, that's when the passion intensified. Wow.
0: Wow. And what, what, what even got you started to think about taking photos?
1: Well, my mother was a photographer, so it wasn't out of the ordinary, per se, but it, she was a photographer, and then she was pregnant with me and couldn't afford to be one, so she had to quit, so, right. um, and she also, um, got into Ryerson for photography when she was young, but my grandmother didn't let her go, which is, I think, part of the reason why I went, um looking back on it for sure.
0: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is so interesting. So, you know, speaking, speaking of your mom, um, what, what artists or other people have inspired you as you're going down this path?
1: Oh man, there's thousands at this point. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> a good uh, thing. Yeah. I, well, I would say that, um, my answer for the past year or so my influence is are not necessarily photographers they're mostly writers actually and poets um interesting yes and a lot of the classics like the odyssey was i read this summer and dante's inferno i really love those those are actually big inspirations for me um yeah there's so many i i don't even know where to start
0: that's so so a lot I, i i know that you're a voracious reader uh usually into poetry and um, so how how do you find that working its way into the photography lens
1: um well I'm actually uh, for my part of my masters I'm we have to uh, create a class that um five of them get picked to teach in the summer um but the class I'm creating is called photography as a literary medium Um basically The idea is that um, I sort of think of photography as a fictional, well, literary medium that's sort of um, closer to poetry than painting. Um, Specifically, I've noticed it's um, very close to haiku in that it's a stunted narrative um, that's very clear and emotionally suggestive. Um, which is what I like about photographs is the ambiguity and the, what T. S. Eliot calls the juxtaposition of the matter of fact with the fantastic. Mm. I think I think that's what makes the best photographs is when they both feel familiar and strange.
0: Right, right. Now, a lot of your photography is in black and white, very natural, not composed on the computer. Mm-hmm and what's what's behind that is that stemming from the poetry
1: i actually i my first uh love for photography was a group or the first photographers i love sorry were um was a group called the german objective photography group. um and uh their sort of mission was to see if They could make photographs objective and sort of the death of the author in the way or the death of the photographer. Um, And I think that's stuck with me for sure. Um, But I also, you know, I think of Samuel Beckett who wrote in French because he felt worse at it than English and so he could achieve almost no style. And I think that's kind of what I go for knowing that it's not possible. (laughs)
0: Right, right.
1: Um, I just want to kind of, I I say I said earlier that um, I think photography is a fiction, and another way that I think it's a fiction is that it's an aesthetic fiction, in that it's a more perfect thing than the world, if it's a good photograph. Hmm. It's mm-hmm. more than the event it's capturing.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, very magical. Now, would you would you say? Through your pieces, that there's a message or an emotion you're trying to convey through your work.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm
0: like I notice. I notice a lot of your your photos. You know, you're down east, and you know, you're not you're not tape taking the typical tourist photos, you know, you're you're taking these, you know, beautiful historic buildings and kind of an architectural eye, if I'm not mistaken, on some mm-hmm. of your pieces. So what's I guess the question is what's what's inspiring you to take a specific photo?
1: Um it is very instinctive for me. I, that's why I don't I take kind of tripod like photos, but I never use a tripod because by the time I set up a tripod I'm like why what am I taking a photo of it it just seems lost on me so I work kind of quickly actually Um, but what catches uh, light is mostly what decides but I also um, a lot of it is in the editing process of what kind of themes arise and you don't exactly know what you're looking for and I think um,
0: Until you start working with the with the piece, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think there's some artists that work conceptually where they think of an idea and then they go and illustrate that. And that to me is boring because there's no surprise. I like to think that the world is smarter than me and always will be. And what it presents to me is probably more interesting than any idea I could come up with.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Now, now is there a... Um a style you think that is evolving out of your your pieces that you're taking
1: uh there definitely is a thread <laughs> i mean i've had Cause i see
0: a style like i I, w- I would know your your photograph i would know it was you i would like to think that i would know it was you
1: yeah yeah i i i that's good i mean i i do get um i've had friends in the past, send me pictures of like buildings and saying, "Hey, look! I took a I took your photo, or <laughs> I
0: yeah. took
1: a photo like you." And um, so that's kind of funny. But I, when I, was, I remember in my first year of undergrad, I was really struggling with the idea of what a style was, and uh, I really didn't know what mine was at the time. Um, and I remember asking a teacher, like, "I, I, how did you get your style? I don't know." Um, how to do that. And uh, she gave me really good advice, actually, which was she said that you know what you like um, at least. Um, you've developed a good taste. And I think at this point just worry about having good taste and not a style. Um, and so I think that's was very helpful for me to not worry so much about it and just let it come more naturally. Um, but I, I think – I also think that style is often should be close to the personality of the artist in a way. Like mm-hmm. if anyone that knows me knows that I don't really make waves or <laughs> I'm not exactly the, the most loud person either. And I think my photographs are like that. They're, they're more quiet and um, my teachers like to call them boring. <laughs> or decept- or, or, de- or deceptively boring one teacher says which is a compliment um,
0: yes yes
1: but I think yes. I think I'm also if you look at my photographs I want people to study them longer than they normally would because I line so many things up so often and make things as straight on as possible often because I want um, people to really study every inch of the image and slow okay. down.
0: Okay. And when you say you line things up, expand a little bit on
1: that. Um, well, if you look at my photographs, a lot of the... I purposely make it so things line up, um, playing with depth of field, and that, like, the tree will line up with the house perfectly. in the way that's... Um, more perfect than it actually was probably in real life. And that's where mm. the aesthetic fiction comes in.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. Now, other, other than this COVID situation, you, you've had a good year. I, I understand you're on the short list for an award with Scotiabank, the new generation photography award. Your work was showcased um, uh, in its, uh, uh, the wall, wallpaper magazine in the UK uh-huh. and um, then uh, some company flew you to Montreal for a photo shoot for their upcoming magazine issue. So yeah, how, that
1: was wallpaper again.
0: Okay so so how did that come about? like that's like we're, we're sending the plane for you. And and we're sending you over. We're bringing you to Montreal for a photo shoot. Like that's like celebrity status, Justin. <laughs>
1: uh, if you saw the payment, I don't know if you would think that. <laughs> okay. But okay. but um, but it was it was insane. I they uh, yeah. I flew in February, just before uh, lockdown. Uh, they flew me to Montreal, and I went there and worked for four hours, and then. Flew back home right away, so it was a very long day. Um, but I also, on the way home, found out that I got into grad school, so it was a very good day. That's great. Uh, um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually coming. It was delayed, and it's coming out in the January issue, which is out December. It's, um, it's a shoot I did for previewing um, some of the uh, pieces that are going to be in the Salon um, Design Festival in Milan. in April so it's some very weird furniture pieces and I really like the photos so I'm excited to see them and
0: and and how did they how did they find you
1: um they found me um, from an interview I did I think Um, and then they really liked um, some of my older camp photos And, uh, so that was kind of the aesthetic they wanted me to go for, but with art pieces somehow.
0: Right. Right. And, and you received a lot of recognition for your, for your camp series, um, which is photos of Nova Scotia where you are now. Um, and so, uh, how did the camp series come about?
1: Um, well, the camp series actually in Ontario, it was on, um, near, It was on Lake Erie, sort of outside of Toronto. Oh, Um, I
0: thought they were in Nova Scotia.
1: No, they were there. But um, the camp series, that was, uh, it's kind of the series that people still talk about the most. (laughs) Um, But I made that actually in between my second and third year of undergrad. So it feels a little weird to me. But but yeah, I wanted to, at the time, uh, I was 23. And I wanted to make, um, I wanted to make a new project, but I felt like my age was a problem in that um, taking pictures of strangers and things like that, um, people didn't take me as seriously as I would have liked. And so I kind of thought, like, what? Um, how can I use my age as an advantage? And so I thought that I could um, a summer camp would be good for that. Um, because I w- it it checked the boxes of both. Um, my age was helped come into play because they were comfortable around me, and also I, there was this fictional aspect to how a camp is structured and this how it's sort of like this micro society that fades so quickly, and um, that all interested me, mm-hmm. and uh, it's o- all. <laughs> And I guess the silver lining from COVID is it's only made the project more interesting, I think, because, I mean, it might have sped up the death of camps.
0: Mm, Right,
1: right. But it also, there's RV sales are the highest they've ever been. So maybe it didn't. Maybe it it brought camp back. You don't know. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and how did you? So you you said that um everyone who was at the camp they were they were comfortable with you going around taking photos.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. they they just thought of me as another counselor.
0: Right, right. With a with a camera around yeah. his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just want to say to our listeners really quickly. Um, if, um, we hope that you would like to go see, uh, Justin's pieces and you can go to justincarterphoto.com. That URL is still the same, Justin. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Checked it yesterday. Still the same. Good, good. Um, so, so with all, all these things that are happening, you're, you're getting noticed and I, I know you, you know, it was probably a very tiring day for you, but you are a celebrity and um, flown to Montreal to take photos, <coughs> and these photos are going to show up in Milan, Milan, like mm. amazing. And where? So all this to say, where where do you think you? What's your intention of where you're going with your photography? Do you want to travel the world taking photos? What? What? Where? Where do you want this to go? How you're feeling about it today?
1: Um. It's always just been my desire, um, and why I'm doing my master's now is I would like to teach photography, um, and also make personal work on the side or in the summer like most teachers do. I just, I think it changed my life so much that I've always felt like I wanted to give back in that way, but it's, but I also worry I don't want to have some sort of complex going on there, but, um, yeah, it it was never to travel around the world or anything. It's just to learn more about myself and make work and leave behind something, um, perhaps more beautiful and
0: mm.
1: than I am, or I don't know. I don't really know. It's I try not to think about it too much, or else I'll think in loops.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, do you do you see yourself staying down east for a while?
1: oh yeah i i love it here i it's definitely more my pace than toronto was
0: yeah yeah my both my parents were from down east my father was from saint andrews new brunswick as we chatted about and my mother was uh, from sydney nova scotia and then my father got transferred to ottawa and he eventually uh, ended up in the federal government but every summer 7 a.m. in the morning we would hop in a car and we'd drive 12 hours down to St. Andrews and I think he'd let us stop to go for a pee and that was it um mm-hmm. and so I'm an ocean girl so I all my summers were by the ocean and I love Ottawa I love Ottawa it's just missing an ocean oh
1: and, I think it's missing more than that
0: yeah yes, <laughs> yes yes absolutely depending where you're coming from absolutely um and my sister would make fun of me because, you know, we'd be by the ocean. And I go, oh, I just love the smell of the ocean. And she's going, that's seaweed. What's what's the big deal about seaweed? I said, it's, it's so much more. Don't you smell it? It's mm-hmm. like some people are ocean people and some people aren't, right? Yeah.
1: My so, mother definitely is.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I can certainly see the draw of staying down uh, in the Halifax area or, you know anywhere uh the east coast is just so beautiful and in terms of being a photographer just amazing just amazing well
1: also it's, it's like the most safe place right now oh yes <laughs> yes. yes so it's Absolutely. like everyone's like jealous that of all
0: <laughs> yes yes and and speaking of of the covid situation how how are you managing there
1: uh it's been tough it's i've been in this apartment for for a while now. Um, but <laughs> I, I've tried to make the best of it. Um, it makes taking photos hard, and especially of people. Um, mm, yes. It becomes sort of an ethical issue um, at some point. But um, but I've actually s- spent a lot of the time reading and getting better at writing, and I've been writing a lot of um haikus for my thesis project, um, so I've been spending time doing other creative things inside, which is kind of a nice change.
0: Right, right. Yeah, there's, There's. although this is a, a terrible situation, there's some silver linings, as you said previously, that, that are coming out of it for people, um, and uh, uh, I imagine... You're a photographer, you're a voracious reader, you're hugely into poetry. I would maybe guess that you might have a romantic side. Is that a good guess?
1: <laughs> I would say so, maybe. I don't you know.
0: And, um, You'll have
1: to ask my partner.
0: There, there you go. And, and your partner, uh, really, I... her title is um, fiance?
1: Yes, yes, as of July
0: congratulations congratulations thank now, you did so you, much did you um uh this was was this happened before covid
1: um no it, covid sped things up so much um that it, yeah, it just seemed like everything moved 10 years ahead for some reason and yeah. it seemed it was quick but um I just felt like in this time where the world feels like it's burning down, it's nice to cling to something that makes Absolutely. me happy.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> now now uh, did you do a romantic gesture in
1: No, she it was kind of more just a sad mutual thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: she did she did, she didn't want any sort of she didn't want to be embarrassed in public or anything like that.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Right, so not as much pressure there.
1: No, I even let her pick out the ring because she wanted a specific one, so
0: Nice, nice, And I've seen a picture of those rings are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, so uh Justin, with our our guests, we towards the uh, end of the interview, we like to um, ask some quick questions, and we don't tell you what they are ahead of time because we just we just want you to off the top of your head say, whatever you think so we're gonna we're gonna ask you a few quick questions if that's okay for sure okay so the first question is if you could travel to one place in the world where would it be
1: um right now Ottawa
0: okay and Hmm. and uh, is that family drawing you there
1: um well my mom's probably listening so sure (laughs) (laughs) mostly the dogs
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. If if you could have one talent you don't have, what would it be?
1: Um, I wish I was better at grammar.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, I wish I was like an expert in grammar.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, what is your favorite movie?
1: Um, probably Ida. It's a movie, a Polish movie that won the best uh, international film Oscar a few years ago.
0: Okay, and what's that about?
1: Um, it's about a, a young girl who is uh, about to become a nun, and then finds out that uh, um, she's Jewish, and with her aunt goes to try and find what happened to her parents during the Holocaust. Okay. So it's pretty dark, but I, I, it's it's lovely, and it's black and white, and it's a photographer's dream.
0: <laughs> okay, have to check that. Have to check that one out. Um. If you could pick one book that has impacted your life, what would it be? Just one.
1: Just one. Um, mm. uh, maybe the Odyssey, and um, I think I think because it's just it's so much a part of what became Western civilization, and it's. It's people who haven't even read the book know some of the stories. And I think that's so interesting and how it started as an oral tradition and was changed by who knows how many people and what was left out. And yes. that to me is very interesting.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, last question. If you could mm-hmm. sit down and have a conversation with one famous person, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Uh, Ezra Pound. Ezra Pound. Okay <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I've been reading a lot of him lately, and um, he's a very complicated man, and uh, I I would have liked to ask him about um, some of his translation work. Um, but yeah.
0: okay. That's great. You did well in our in our rapid fire questions. That was excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today at Hero Speak. And uh, thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in. Again, you can see Justin's work at justincarterphoto.com. In our next episode, we'll be talking about the art of referral. Until then, stay safe and be well.